What's up, y'all? It's Be Dangerous back again with another edition of Dangerous Sports Talk. I'm past due to do a show. I know this. But I've had some personal stuff going on, and I haven't felt like doing the show. But with the wake of the Lakers losing another 19-point-plus lead versus OKC a fucking game, why not get back into it? So, AD... Westbrook and Melo all had over 20 points. There should have been no reason why they couldn't choke these niggas out again. There should have been no reason why the Lakers shouldn't have won that game. But because y'all want to be fucking lackadaisical and play broke back ass defense and let people get back into the game while you bend over. And just have a good old time trying to pad your fucking stats. What do you expect? And don't give me the whole, oh, he was out, blah, 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 because of abdominal pain. He's out because because of his cycle again. Please stop it. And if he was there, they probably would have lost by more. So I don't want anybody to tell me shit. About how, oh, LeBron wasn't there, blah, blah, blah. No. You did this once be fucking four. You you did it again. And I'm not going to give you any passes for blowing another easily winnable game. Because if you can lose twice like this to the OKC Thunder, what the fuck do you think you're going to do against teams like the Miami Heat, the Bulls, uh, the Bucks, the defending champions? What are you going to do against Brooklyn? What are you going to do against the Knicks? What the fuck are you going to do versus more Western Conference teams? What are you going to do against Golden State? Because they have no issues in bitch slapping you back to fucking irrelevancy. Because as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to keep saying this. All I see are the 2004 Lakers. Hella talent, but can't beat their fucking meat for shit. Unless, of course, they're on fucking 2K. And I know you guys have been itching for me to go off. They've been winning a couple of games here and there over teams that they should be fucking beating. However, when it's OKC, they fucking fold. And they can't get shit done suddenly. I knew that when they started to come back and this game was tied, I'm like, oh, OKC is going to win this game. And as fucking usual, I was correct. But... Off the Lakers fucking losing bitch asses as usual. The Browns are going to talk. Damn. The Browns are set to cut Odell Beckham Jr. And the whole thing over there is just a damn soap opera for real. Odell really isn't doing anything himself. He isn't really saying much. But pretty much his father is talking about Beckham Mayfield left him wide open when he had. And he would pass it to other targets. And pretty much, he's been injured since he got here. So, Odell really hasn't had a chance to showcase what he can do. Because, A, he's either been injured, or when he's on the field, he doesn't get as many touches. Because how does a superstar wide receiver like him end the game with one catch for fucking six yards? Huh? Like, honestly, that was one of the most disappointing fucking games I've seen from him. And this is the reason why I was afraid of him going to Cleveland in the first place. But as usual, 
Nobody wants to listen to me because I'm just a hater who has no idea what to what I speak of until the shit actually happens. I was afraid of Odell going over there <clears throat> and fears of something like this would happen. Either he wouldn't fit in with the system. <sighs> shit, excuse me. Either he wouldn't fit in with their system or he wouldn't be able to stay healthy long enough. Or he really wouldn't mesh well with his teammates. And here, it was a little bit of all of that mixed into a mixing bowl. And now, they're set to cut him. But the real question is, who is going to pick him up? Because he still is a superstar caliber player because people expect to see the New York Giants side of him. The quote-unquote diva side of him. Because usually... When a player of his caliber is going through shit on another team, they'll be quick to turn the mirror around on him and really ignore all the other signs around him because it's like people saying, ugh, people are saying that it's him. How? You haven't heard Odell say shit. Beyond him posting stuff on social media here and there, you really haven't heard too much from Odell, honestly. So it's really not him. It's the atmosphere that he's in. And like I said, I've never heard. When it comes to any Cleveland Brown shit, people just look at me like I'm crazy and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Until this shit... Sh- oh my God, I keep stumbling over my damn words. Until things materialize the exact way that I call it, suddenly nobody has anything to say to me because it would kill people to think to say that B was actually right about this. I know I'm right. Because I know Cleveland better than y'all think I do. And in the wonderful world of wrestling, Vince McMahon made hella, hella more cuts. And let's see, because they have a hell of a lot of people that were solid on the roster, like Nia Jax. Nia Jax was released because of some unknown fucking reason. Keith Lee was cut. Karrion Cross, Eva Marie. Well, it's not like I really gave a fuck about Eva because she's shown that she's trash. But anyway, Ember Moon, Mia Yim, Harry Smith, Scarlett B-Fab, Karina Cortez, Trey Baxter, Frankie Monet, Grand Metallic, G G Rama, Zend Zayanda Ramir. Oh, Lord. And just, it's a lot. And the funny thing is, what they fail to realize is the people that the major names that they let go of, AEW will gladly pick them up and market them the right way, aka what they, what WWE was doing when WCW was going under. And it's like, no, we haven't really gotten a legitimate excuse to why or reasons why to why Vince makes these huge amounts of cuts at one at one time like WWE really never comes out and says okay re-release such and such because XYZ like they'll never give us reasons to why they did what they did they just cut a large amount of wrestlers in a short period of time and then look around like okay now who's next because if you keep cutting people like this you're gonna you're not gonna have a roster left but 
on the flip side, it would be better for you to cut guys or or cut talent if you're not going to fucking use them to their full potential. Because Nia Jax, if anybody knows anything about Nia Jax, she was one of the top WWE divas. Like, as far as wrestling goes, she was, of course, heavy set, but she carried her weight well. My only issue with Nia is that she can work a little bit safer and not hurt too many ladies because I've heard pretty much a lot of different shit saying that she was an unsafe worker. And even though she's Samoan, it's like she could be more polished because we all know that the Samoan family tree is legendary in the wrestling industry. So to know that she's been cut it kind of irritates the fuck out of me because it's like, bruh, what the fuck? And the most they can really do at this point is just wait and see what happens because, like I said, AEW is going to strike while the iron is hot. They don't give a fuck if WWE lets you go because of some bullshit. If you can contribute in some way, shape, or form over an AEW, they will make it happen and they will sign your ass. <sighs> Excuse me. But yeah, it's a lot of shit going on, and I'm trying to think. Oh, Aaron Rodgers has COVID. After putting the after putting the damn Packers through all of that bullshit. After the entire offseason of him saying that he wasn't gonna play. He turns around and he plays. However, he went to a Halloween party. And didn't really take the precautions that he should have been. And was just around people with no mask, this and this and that. Now he has COVID. Like, bro. At this point, he really doesn't give a fuck for real, for real. Because even though he has led the Packers to a lot of important wins this season, you can tell that he genuinely does not want to be there. So, just to fucking know that he now has COVID... It's like, people, please be careful and take care of yourselves because this bullshit is still out here and nobody's exempt from catching it. You just can't be fucking reckless, especially if you're a professional athlete. You're also putting other people at risk as well, knowing that you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Ugh, goodness, I got a fucking headache, man. So if I sound up, down, all over the place, that's why. But yeah, summary of the show... The Lakers blew a second 19-plus point lead to the damn OKC Thunder. And they can gobble, swallow, and choke on every on both of those damn losses because you're projected to be the quote-unquote NBA champions and you can't beat OKC or hold a lead against them? Please, kiss my entire ass with that logic and bullshit. Because I don't give a damn if you're projected. Projected does not mean you are. Nor does it mean you're guaranteed to win the NBA championship just because the critics say you are. Like, fuck all the talent. Fuck the talent you got. As far as I'm concerned, this is nothing but the same old Laker teams of old. Blowing leads left and right. Not being able to hold leads. Having decent amounts of talent. But somehow they can't find a way to win for shit. So guess what? I'm not going to make excuses. I'm going to post memes just like the anti-fans are and stand in those losses just 
just as much as I was standing in a fucking win that they should be fucking getting. And on this note, I'm going to leave things right here, and you guys have a good day.